0: This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com.
1: To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown!
0: Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Slam to the ground by Buda Baker. like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Connor, to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown!
0: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast.
1: Here we go. One-handed catch and a touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel?
0: Here's Craig Grealoux, three-time pro bowler Kyle Vandenbosch,
2: and 13-year NFL veteran Drew Stanton. So something Colt McCoy said post-game really stood out to me. Quote, we're not good enough to overcome some of the things that we did tonight. End quote. And gentlemen, that's a quote that you could use to talk about this entire season. They are not talented enough to overcome the mistakes. And on Monday Night Football, it was two turnovers, eight penalties, six of them on offense. And I know, Drew, you count the inability to convert on fourth down as a turnover overall. So now you're looking at six. You and I, on Cardinal Talk, we had our thoughts. But Kyle Vandenbosch joining us here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. When you look back, less than... Twelve hours ago, 27-13, Cardinals lose, the New England Patriots. What stood out to you?
3: Yeah, it's a number of things. I mean, first of all, um, it, it, you know, the Kyler Murray situation, the injury, um, While we, as we sit here, we don't know the extent of it. Um, no ACL injury is the same. Hopefully it's just an isolated ACL, if that is what it is. Um, look, he is the future of this franchise, so, um, you know, at this point, you know this team is in good hands with Colt McCoy for the rest of the season if Kyler does have a season ending injury um but this team you know it's it, like you just said you know with Colt's quote after the game it's kind of a cut and paste after most of the games this season shooting ourselves in the foot self-inflicted wounds and it was just just mistakes that veterans shouldn't be making and it, it's not first year players it's not guys we signed on Wednesday to be game day active, it's guys that have been in the league for a long time that have had a lot of success, um, that know the that what to do, what not to do, and and have handled themselves in these situations in the past. But for whatever reason, um, you know, it, it looks like when this team needs to get a drive, needs to make a play, these these undisciplined penalties, these um, you know lack of focus penalties or mistakes keep popping up, and to me. You know, the hard part was, um, you know, this is the, the the last two games in particular. The Cardinals looked like the more talented team. It looked like um, they should have beat this team. I mean, even after Kyler went out, I was impressed with how the team responded. Colt McCoy came in. The team didn't bad an eye, put together some drives, put some points on the board. Um, nobody threw their hands up and and was exasperated and and felt defeated. The team moved forward but it was just the critical mistakes particularly late in the game when the team had an opportunity to try to get back into it to try to get some scores that cost this team and you know that's the thing with these last four I would like to see is just a cleaner brand of football a smarter brand of football and much much less mistakes that that end up you know the players say it the coaches say it we just beat ourselves and and to a large degree that was true. Got to be
2: able to secure the football? Cannot have pre-snap penalties, can't have illegal shifts twice. Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, two veterans in this game, Drew, and that's the frustrating part because, as Colt McCoy said, mistakes, self-inflicted mistakes. The Cardinals were the better team. They didn't show it, though, as the Patriots scored the last 20 points in that game last night.
4: Yeah, it's just a struggle to, to sit back there, and and when you can identify these things, and they keep rearing their ugly head, and they're the reasons why you're losing, and. <laughs> it's a lot of the time that they're showing up. It's not just, okay, it's here or there. It's consistently showing, and that's the problem, right? And it's multiple guys. It, it, when you're allowing it to happen, when you're not making these corrections, then they're going to manifest themselves in the way that they did. Those were two explosive pass plays that were called back because of it. Those can change it. I mean, how much has this team been starving for explosive plays on offense? There's the one documented one that Paul Calvisi keeps talking about um, with Greg Dortch, being able to go that far. They have opportunities. It's right there in front of them. But in this league, the margin of error is small. And when you you know, have to try and go out and play against a team that's well-coached and prepared and adapting to what's going on, you can't shoot yourselves in the foot. And too many times on Monday, you know, you're sitting here or on Tuesday today, you're sitting here and saying, man, yes, we were the better team, but we're still on the losing end of things. At what point do you try to take that amongst yourselves within that locker room and say this is unacceptable because you're paid to do a job and they're not doing it at the highest level that they should be doing it at?
2: Cardinals drop their third in a row. They are 4-9 and with four games left and likely playing those games without Kyler Murray. It is the story of the day. might even be the story of the season. Third play from scrimmage as we look back at last night
1: play fake Murray setting up looking deep now takes off running to the right at the 35 at the 40 and dives to about the 44 yard line a gain of three for Kyler Murray and got an injured Cardinal it's Kyler who went down very awkwardly that time as he tried to cut oh no non-contact he cut right then tried to cut left and just buckled and there was a Patriot player right there who called to the Cardinals sideline to bring on the training staff. It looked like when he went to the ground the injury had already happened. He was in pain. His head started to come back and he just went to the ground. Oh boy.
2: It was Matthew Judon who signaled to the Cardinals sideline that Kyler needed help. And needed help immediately. He was ultimately carted back to the locker room. Had a towel over his head. He took the towel off to acknowledge the fans who cheered him as he was brought back to the locker room. Nothing definitive. Although everyone is expecting a season-ending knee injury. Here's the latest that we know of as of right now. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury post game with Paul Calvici.
5: Doesn't look good. Uh, that was tough. Obviously, a non-contact injury like that is is hard to see. And you know, I've never seen him in that type of. Pain, so um, it was tough to tough to see.
2: Kingsbury will address the media later this afternoon here on a Tuesday, but we need to expect the worst here because it did not look good. And Kyle, when you're talking about a non-contact injury, there was no one near Kyler Murray, and just you plant that right foot, and then the knee just didn't do what it's supposed to do. And Kyler Murray crumpled to the ground, and all of a sudden, the air just got sucked out of the stadium, literally. Minutes into that ball game,
3: yeah, it's certainly a tough way to start the game. Um, Look, Kyler's going to have a rough road ahead of him. Um, You know, injuries and rehab are a part of this game. And you know, there's even today already. um, You know, listening to uh, radio, uh, reading some articles, everybody's trying to write an obituary for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray will come back. And look, um, you know, I've had every injury in the book. Um, going through adversity makes you appreciate success more. It drives you more. Being when things come easy, sometimes you don't appreciate um, how good it feels to win a game, or how good it feels to get your team back to the playoffs, or how good it feels to have a comeback win. But Kyler Murray is an—he's uh, an ultimate competitor. He—he—he um, he, he wasn't happy with the way the season was going. He wasn't happy with the way the, the things that he had put on the field, and you can be certain it's gonna take some time, but Kyler Murray will come back. He is the future of this franchise, and, um, you know, maybe in this process he learns some things about himself, because you do, when you're sitting in the training room going through rehab by yourself or, or with a trainer, there's a lot of long, dark days, and you find out what kind of person you are. It's, it's a long, lonely process, but, he will be back and he will be leading this team in the future. It's just a matter of figuring out when that is. And we've got plenty of time to figure that out. Right now, this team needs to find a way to get a win. Go to Denver and get this team moving in the right direction. First significant injury
2: of Kyler Murray's pro career, Drew. And you look, and if you had an opportunity, advice for the young quarterback, because as Kyle said, yeah, early in his career, he's still young. He still has an entire career in front of him. On this, either can be one of two things just a small bump in the road or a gigantic roadblock.
4: Yeah. um, You know, to that point, that. They made an invest in Kyler for a reason. They invested in him for many reasons, Uh, not just because of his playmaking ability, but because of who he is, and that's going to be tested. I think it's a daily basis of you showing up and being around here, make a concerted effort. You're going to be here for the offseason or doing whatever you need to do. You are the face of this franchise, and how you handle this adversity matters for everybody that's watching you, for the fan base, for the men in that locker room, for the coaches, everybody. All eyes are on you right now in Arizona and it's a difficult time Uh, there there is all of those things as I talked about last night on the show there's a human side of this and he's got to be able to uh, digest it but as Kyle was talking about how he handles this is going to matter more than anything else because if he allows this to affect him then it will linger on but if he attacks it which again this is a tremendous training staff they have here on a lot of different fronts there's so many things at your disposal until you have all of the information about the extent of the injury it's too early to speculate and and that's what we do such a good job of on radio is spec and sitting here and talking about it, until we know definitive answers, until he has those answers and he can attack it, it's a day-by-day process. And all you have control over is that day. And he'll he'll take that mentality, he'll learn, he'll grow from it, and this will give him an opportunity to look at things from a lot of different lenses.
2: Hopefully get an update on Kyler Murray again later this afternoon when Cliff Kingsbury addresses the media. The immediate reaction, though, post-game, everyone asking players about their reaction to Kyler Murray and seeing him go down so early in that game. Here's Colt McCoy's thoughts.
6: You know, it sucks for Kyler. Like, been together for two years. We work together every day. I don't ever want to see anything like that happen. I know how much he cares about the game. I know how hard he works. It's just unfortunate. And, you know, I think I'll be able to put my arm around him through this because I've dealt with many in my career.
2: Even watching that game back, and I watched a little bit of the Manning cast this morning, Kyle, and the immediate reaction from a Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, two quarterbacks in their own right, and just their initial – just the the heartbreak that they felt seeing a competitor on the field like that when, again, injuries are going to happen, but it's the non-contact that seems to just have a, a way of magnifying everything else.
3: No, you're exactly right. Anybody that's played this game long enough goes through an injury, deals with injuries, um, and there is no good advice. It's tough. It's you you do a lot of self-examination. you do a lot of soul searching, trying to figure out, you know what's next. Now, uh, you know i I can't say enough good things about Colt McCoy just to listen to him how much he cares about this team, how much he cares about Kyler Murray. Um, you know it is the human side of it you You do feel for Kyler Murray, um a player that was trying to fight his way through struggles, trying to lead his team on the back half of this season, and now that 's all out of his hands um but you, you know I, I dare say some of the most memorable times throughout my career w- was when I was on a team where our backs were against the wall, and it felt like all the cards were stacked against us, and it was us versus the world, and we're going to go out and we're going to prove people wrong, and that's where this team is at now. I mean, we talked about how does Kyler Murray respond. I'm I'm excited to see how this team responds, how they step up, which players decide, hey, it doesn't matter what is going on, it doesn't matter, this is the guys we have, these are the guys we're going to go to battle with, and we're going to will ourselves to finish this season the right way. We're going to clean up our mistakes um, and and go out and put on good performances for our fans and try to get some wins and, and I, I hope that's the attitude they take forward be, going forward because look this is the NFL and I you know I didn't have the benefit of being on a lot of great teams I was on some good teams but not a lot of great teams and you know it's just such an emphasis of Super Bowl or busts playoffs or busts these are people's careers you know they're going to play hard they're going to try to win games regardless of the situation of the team And the leaders of this team need to rally all of the players and say, look, you know, we've been handed this deck. Let's just move forward one step at a time, get into this game plan, and try to finish this thing the right way. The response, especially in that first
2: half, there was a response with Colt McCoy in that offense. Three straight scoring drives and a 13-7 lead with three minutes to go in the second quarter. It's what happened after that that leaves you scratching your head. Colt McCoy. Now is the man in charge of this offense and really this entire team much more on Colt McCoy's performance and where this team goes forward with him under center or a shotgun. Episode 51 of the Day Patch podcast featuring ESPN NFL and college football analyst Robert Griffin III is available now to catch up on past episodes. Follow the Day Patch podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter at @patchpod. It is the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek. Your ticket to Great Seats, Craig Rayleigh, Drew Stanton, and Kyle Vandenbosch here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: back to throw, fires over the middle, nice grab by Robbie Anderson inside the 30 at the 25 and down to the 21. That's the best catch Anderson's made as a Cardinal. Connor the deep back and it's a run play up the middle. Connor down to the 5, pushing his way to the 2, diving for the 1 and close to the end zone when they call it a touchdown. They do! What a run by James Connor! Looked like he got stopped at the five, but just powered through some arm tackle attempts. Dove for the one and ended up hitting Cater. And the Cardinals take the lead.
2: A seven-play, 63-yard drive capped by James Conner's fifth rushing touchdown of the season. And with 2.59 to go in the second quarter, the Cardinals had a 13-7 to lead. Of course, they would lose 27-13. to and dropped to 4-9 on the season. As we welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Talking about what happened last night moving forward, not knowing definitively about Kyler Murray, but it does not look good. So Colt McCoy takes over this offense that now for two games, whether it was the fourth quarter against the Chargers or the second half against the Patriots, the inability to sustain drives, get the ball into the red zone, get the ball into the end zone, And all of a sudden, you're left with too many questions of what if, what's wrong when you look at this offense, Kyle, and taking a look at what Colt McCoy can do and perhaps these final four games with him as QB1. Yeah,
3: the game really turned. um, You know, it, it still felt like the Cardinals were in control pretty late into that third quarter, but. Um, because James Conner was, was still doing a great job of running the ball, fighting for hard, hard yardage, and a lot like the Chargers game against a defense that was much better against the run, um, this offensive line was getting a body on a body, moving people off the line of scrimmage and creating holes for James Conner. And uh, once the offense became one-dimensional, it became difficult. And Cliff um, you know, alluded to that fact after the game. Um, you know they were really in some trouble when they had to start dropping back every play to try to catch up um it, you know this it it was deflating when Kyler went down early but you know this team has ultimate confidence in Colt McCoy and and like you said he came out um and delivered for the team got got the team moving um it, it's just it, you know the second half it was it was flat again and and it's not an effort thing the You know, I'm seeing guys fight, and I'm seeing players play hard. It's it is truly an execution thing, and and it's it's not just the mistakes. It's sometimes a miss block here, Um, it's a critical drop by Hollywood Brown that you wouldn't typically see. Um, So, you know, those are again things that I'm hoping to see cleaned up because, um, as we've talked about for weeks, um, as Drew and I talk about talked about pregame. At times, this team looks like a good team. It looks like an efficient offense. It looks like a defense that you can win with, but it is never for a full four quarters. And and that seems to be the issue, particularly with these last two games. You
2: go into a game with a plan, Drew, and then all of a sudden, three plays into that game, the plan gets thrown out the window. And as a backup, I know it's always one play, you're always ready, yet I don't know of any Backup quarterback that is expected to go in three plays into the game when you probably didn't get a lot of reps, if any,
4: during the week. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he probably didn't get very many reps, but you never really know, especially with an extended week like they had coming off of the bye. That being said, the game plan looked very similar to what you would imagine. You know, there's some impromptu plays that Kyle would make, but they they were trying to you know do more flash fakes, try to be able to set it up, um, anticipating them being too high. The game plan didn't look like it had to be altered, had to be changed. They stuck with the run game. They did a great job. You would have liked to see them stick with the run game longer Throughout the course of the time. But at the same time, you did see guys, you saw a James Conner back up a performance like we saw the previous week or before the bye against the Chargers. And when you're seeing that type of effort, it's great because then it gives you the opportunity to have good fortune. When you're flying and rallying to the ball and you're getting tips and then Isaiah Simmons getting interceptions, all of those things matter. Those are the things that you see. And then those little nuances, right, the sequence of the game that you look at and you say this is where it was really in the balance and they lost it was the, the fumble recovery for a touchdown and then the interception to follow and they were so close to being able to get that pick by Zayvon Collins and it didn't work out. And then it just kind of, again, just felt like at that point it was going to be too hard or insurmountable. That's where the leaders need to step up and not let that doubt creep in because the doubt crept in and never went away.
2: Looking at Colt McCoy's final numbers, 27 of 40 for 246 yards. The interception, he was sacked six times for those in the fourth quarter when the offense was one dimensional or trying to catch up, being down two scores after the ball game. Cliff Kingsbury with Paul Kingsbury. I Calvici. thought he played
5: well. Um, you know, at the end, if we get one dimensional right now with some of the injuries we have up front, it's not going to be good for us. And we got down a couple scores. It was tough sledding trying to protect against those guys. But I thought, um, you know, he he move the ball well we had our opportunities the self-inflicted illegal shifts things of that nature is just unacceptable offensively uh, we got to be better than that I think two or three big plays we hit and got it called back and that's just you can't do that in this league against that team
2: two illegal shifts as we talked about both negated 15 yard completions there were six penalties against the offense eight overall two turnovers some drop passes just Colt McCoy, regardless of who the quarterback is, can't do it all by themselves. Although, post game, it was Colt who put the blame on himself.
6: We've got to be more detailed, right? We can't have the pre snap penalties. We can't have the shifting penalties that took away two explosive passes. We can't hurt ourselves. Like, as a group, we've just got to buckle down and play well together, practice well together, finish these last four games out, you know, one at a time. And I think that that will be my focus.
2: Listening to those comments post-game, Colin, I immediately went back to two weeks ago post-game against the Chargers and Kelvin Beacham talking about stupid football and the football IQ and the mistakes that are being made this late into a season. Different players, different mistakes, but it's the lack of attention to detail that we keep hearing week in and week out.
3: Yeah, it's uh, you know, something that can only be corrected um, well, it's it's probably being corrected today. It gets corrected in the film room, gets corrected on the practice field. Um, but, it, I mean, it's it's too late in the season to make the types of mistakes that this team is making. And I understand, you know, there's shuffling of lineups. There's guys in, there's guys out. There's players that don't practice throughout the week that, that are active on game days, It's but it's not a unique situation. Um, you know, it's it's equal part, you know, the coaching staff demanding... Clean, crisp practices in equal part on the players, their responsibility as professionals um, to pay attention to the details, to not be the guy that kills a big play or has a penalty in a critical situation. You know, it, it felt like, you know, just watching the game, there was a huge imbalance between penalties. Well, it was eight penalties per team. It was just the timing and the situation of the penalties that seemed to. Uh, repeatedly cost the Cardinals more than it did the Patriots. The Patriots at times were able to overcome their mistakes, and the Cardinals were not. Yeah, it's not
2: always the number of penalties, but when those penalties occur, what kind of a penalty it is, and then the inability to connect with your wide receivers. Again, it goes back to how much work was done during the week. Colt McCoy doesn't get a lot of reps, but again, Colt McCoy, as one of the leaders on this team, putting the blame on himself.
6: You know, we, we had our opportunities tonight and unfortunately we just we just let it slip away and you know that starts with me. There's some things that I definitely would like back. Um, but we get in a situation to drop back and push the ball down the field. We're just we're not built like that right now. You know, if there's a finger to blame, you know, point it at me. I gotta I gotta make some throws that that would help us in this game.
2: He did have one throw on that first fourth down looking at Trey McBride and just didn't get enough air under the football. It was deflected, knocked down, and it's a turnover on downs. Now, the second fourth down, that ball went right through the hands of Hollywood Brown. Yeah, it did dive, but you're an NFL wide receiver. You got to come up with that football.
4: Yeah, well, I think I would also say there was the other one where he. Uh, was shuffling to his left and missed Hollywood Brown. You know, coming across the field, he—you uh you could see. I looked right at him. You could see that he was not happy because he knows he can make that throw, getting his feet in the ground and throwing an accurate ball. Because if that was the case, it was scored. Again, that's the difference between kicking a field goal and then having you know getting a touchdown. And, and that's where you look at these fourth downs and it's a, say, a, okay, let's take a calculated risk versus this is becoming reckless at a por- certain point in time. It, and they've got to be able to do that uh, it's really hard to roll out full speed and try to throw an accurate pass. I talked about that and, and I can tell you firsthand of what that looks like. I actually very similarly lost the game in Detroit when I was doing that coming off of a na- naked bootleg because that guy gets on you so fast that you've got to be able to do it. And, uh, you have to be able to slow down enough to get enough force into the ground to put a touch pass on it. there's human error involved in that um, you know there's some of these other ones that you just look at, and again, it's everybody kind of taking their turn on offense of not doing it, you know jumping off sides, putting them behind the sticks, other guys not being sound or crisp on their certain assignments and, and that's just the way that it goes. Uh, I think that the one thing that you'll see with this team moving forward though is that it's not going to matter at this point how many years or how much accreditation you have in this league. The leaders need to step up. If that's Isaiah Simmons, if that's Zayvon Collins and you're in your second year, somebody needs to take the bull by the horns and say, this is not going to happen anymore. And we saw Buda Baker talk about it before on Hard Knocks and all these things. Apparently it's falling on deaf ears because it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed at all. So you can lead in a lot of different ways. People need to step up in that locker room and just not allow these same things to transpire because as of right now, these same things are rearing their head. And
2: that's the frustrating part of all of this, not only for us, but for the fan base as well. Why do these things continue to happen this late in the season? And you hope that it does get corrected and turned around, whether that's this week, hopefully it's this week at the Denver Broncos. Bird Gang, join the season ticket priority list and select your seats before the general public 2023 opponents include the NFC West, Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams, plus the Giants, Cowboys, Ravens, and Bengals will all visit State Farm Stadium next season. Go to AZCardinals.com/slash priority list for more information. We have hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Seat Geek, your ticket to great seats. When we come back, Cardinals lost by 14. Patriots had 14 points off two takeaways. The difference in the ball game that's straight ahead here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: McCoy out of shotgun. Snap to McCoy. Gets hit as he throws over the middle. Caught though by Hopkins at the 23. Then he fumbled the ball, and it's picked up on the Patriots at the 20. Inside the 15, the 10. Touchdown, Raekwon McMillan. A fumble by D-Hop. Raekwon McMillan picked it up before the ball went out of bounds, ran right down the near sideline for the touchdown. Kyle Duggar forced it out, and the Patriots take a 19-13 lead.
2: A question, the turning point in Monday night's game Cardinals lose 27-13 to the New England Patriots. The record now stands at 4-9 and nine as we continue breaking down what happened on Monday Night Football here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by Geek, your ticket to great seats. Craig Rioli, Drew Stanton, and Kyle Vandenbosch as we take a look at those two turnovers. First off, the DeAndre Hopkins fumble that led to a scoop and score, and it's something that very simple. And you're taught, Kyle, very early on when you're running with the football, secure the football and it was not secured and it got punched out and the Patriots picked it up, returned it the other way for the score and all of a sudden you're at that point, it's a tie game at 13-13, you're driving you get that chunk play, DeAndre Hopkins gets rolling and then all of a sudden he loses the football, Patriots score, now you're down 20-13, to still though five thirty six remaining in that third quarter is still much, very much of a ball game then there's another turnover an interception after Colt McCoy got hit on the throw
3: yeah, that's the kind of little things that we're talking about. Um, look, he's got probably the biggest hands in the NFL. Um, you know, he can do amazing things with the football in his hands. But like you said, you know, this is uh, youth football camp stuff, right? You, you get the ball, you put it away um, because it's not a problem until it's a problem. And it hasn't been a problem for him up until that play. And it potentially costs this team the game. And... Look, the tough part is, is it just feels like this team is snake bitten? because, you know, like you talked about, not all penalties are the same. Well, neither are all turnovers. Like that ball bounced perfectly into a spot where the defender could pick it up without breaking stride and there was nobody in his way. And to me, that's when all the air got sucked out of that stadium because this team... Had a fighting chance and was executing and and not necessarily beating themselves until that point. And at that point, I think because um, I've been on sidelines like that, it, that's when you become deflated as as players, as, as certainly some players, You're, because you get that "here we go again" thing. Um, you know this. It, it, there was the mistake that's going to get us beat, and and that's tough. And you know. You, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but you know your best players, your star players, have to be the ones that pay the most attention to detail because that's gonna bring everybody else along. That's gonna get the young guys to do the right thing and play the right way and not make the mistakes when they see the vets making it in an, an emphasis, making it a priority to take care of the little things um and and you know this was just a fundamental error I mean you cannot account for all 11 players. He makes incredible moves, has incredible body control and feel for getting extra yardage, but you can never know where all 11 players are. And and a guy just barely caught him from behind and just got a finger on that ball. I mean, it wasn't even a tomahawk. I don't know that the defender was trying to knock the ball loose, but the fact that he, uh, he initially had it in two hands and put it in one hand um, you know, that was the mistake that really swung the momentum to the Patriots sideline. It's that lead by
2: example, Drew. When you look at a fumble by DeAndre Hopkins, a false start by Calvin Beecham and AJ Green catching the ball after he went out of bounds. I mean you're talking about experienced players that are making mistakes and then, then there's a trickle down because you're setting an example and it's the wrong example at this point.
4: <clears throat> yeah, and, and that's really you know, you take an honest assessment of where you're at right there There's an accountability within all of this that those guys would be the first to tell you that they need to be better, but this far along in the season, some of these things they just can't happen because that's the difference between winning and losing, and you're going up against a patriots a patriots team that's not going to beat themselves. You know that you understand that, and you have to embrace that you have to know the the team that you're going up against that week uh and and in saying that right even when that's the case, is this look like a team that was going out not to lose. They never looked like they were trying to win a football game, and we've seen that too often this year uh, throughout the course of the entire season. They are a team playing not to lose. Kyler Murray was out there playing not to lose, not to make mistakes. You can't play this game that way. Sometimes in the first half, you have to be smart. You have to be able to take care of the football. You don't turn over. The second half is when you have to drop the hammer and go out and win football games in this league because if you sit back, if you are passive... If you don't do all the things you need to do and you're the aggressor, you're going to lose more times than not in this league, especially when you talk about all of these mistakes you're talking about, with talking about turnovers, with talking about penalties, talking about all of these things, they add themselves up. And you look back there and there's no wonder why it's happening and why the, they're sitting here now 4-9 and nine because of allowing teams to come in here into your home stadium and allow them to take games away from you.
2: 27-23, the final on Monday Night Football as we take you back to State Farm Stadium. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury on the Arizona Cardinals radio network.
5: Yeah, I thought our defense was playing um, well at that point and, and that you know, gave them the lead. And then you know, we weren't able to convert the fourth down and it just kind of got, got out of hand.
2: Talking specifically there about the DeAndre Hopkins that led to a scoop and score. Hopkins did finish with a team best seven catches for 79 yards. But after the ball game, it was all about the fumble that he was asked
5: about. You know, just watching replay, the guy, you know, man, game inches. I think his thumb hit it. But that was on me. You know, just trying to make a play. You know, wasn't getting a lot of uh not a completion. So, you know, once I got it, I was just trying to do something with it, and you know, that's that's my fault.
2: Hard to win a ball game when you turn the ball over twice and your opponent scores 14 points off those two turnovers. Meanwhile, the Cardinals, with the one takeaway, the Isaiah Simmons interception, the Cardinals only able to get a field goal out of that. And the Cardinals, that was their first takeaway, I believe, in the last three games. They've got one takeaway in the last three games. So that defense, as well as they played, need to take the football away a little bit more. But the defense overall, Kyle, I thought played well enough outside of the fact that they were put in some bad situations, especially after the turnovers.
3: Yeah, I'll agree with that. The the defense played pretty well. Um you know it wasn't a, a super productive game. It there wasn't the big splash plays, but um you know some of the encouraging things, um you know we talked about some of these younger players getting more experience. Well my Sanders was in on the first play, defensive play of the game and got a tackle for a loss. He continues to show ability to make big plays. Um Cameron Thomas um, got Mac Jones's arms, that uh, arm on that throw, to cause the interception. He is showing up as well, and even on the other side of the ball, um, you know, I could see some good things with Trey McBride. He had two catches, one with three defenders around him, um, was able to hold on to the ball. In the second one, he just got lit up and was. Uh, Completely parallel with the ground and held on to that ball. And, you know, those are some things that are going to pay dividends going forward. You're seeing development with some of the young players, some of the young playmakers that are a part of the future because, um, look, you you know, you've got to really dial in and try to win um, each of these games one at a time. But we are taking a hard look at the future. You know, we'll have plenty of time. Um, To talk about moves in the offseason and and who to keep and and which players we see as contributors and starters. But some of these players are starting to step up and showing that they are a part of the solution and not a part of the problem.
2: My Jay Sanders played more than half the game last night, 32 snaps. Cameron, or I should say, Cameron Thomas had 17 snaps, but it was Christian Matthew, another one of those rookies, late round rookie had 15 excuse me 11 snaps including a pass defense so you're seeing basically because of injury to a large extent Drew guys that maybe weren't a part of the plan this season but development now you're seeing that development needed because of injuries at the for the guys that are in front of them on the depth chart
4: yeah some of it's just trial by fire right you got to get thrown out there you see a lot of different guys you saw Robbie Anderson get more opportunity last night there's going to constantly be evaluation going on on this roster. You know some of the the marquee guys are sticking around, but the bottom end of every NFL roster is equally as important as that top end because you're going to have to deal with injury. You're going to have to figure out who you have. When you keep those guys coming out of training camp and you keep them on the active roster, at some point in time, if you keep them, you're going to have to play them. That's just the the reality of what's going on in this league nowadays with injuries and, and whatnot. So you've got to be able to make sure that those bottom guys you believe in, that you can put Christian Matthews in there and say, okay, well, you know, even though we're down two of our corners, we feel good about putting them out there. The other thing that I would think about, right, is you, you put your finger and you say, okay, well, the Andre Hopkins fumble was the turning point in the game. There's other ones that you can look back and say, okay, well, we gave up a field goal here or a field goal there. And Paul Calvisi talked about it in the pregame. When they gave up 17 points or less on defense, they're 6-0. and When they give up more than 17, then they're 0-6. So in saying that, you know collectively you got to play great complementary football. When you see Antonio Hamilton fit and you know he's supposed to have outside leverage and they bounce and get a 44-yard run to get down in the red zone, those are the little things that he's been around too long that it doesn't seem like a big thing at the time. But when you start adding all these things up, and those are the things that, that we talk about from a player's perspective, you review and the accountability to you and your teammates of playing good, fundamentally sound football on your side of the ball, that's where they're missing the mark. The 44-yard run that you talk about, the longest run allowed by the Cardinals defense
2: this season. And again, played a large factor in why the Cardinals are on the wrong end of a 27-13 decision on Monday Night Football. Super Bowl 57 is coming to Arizona. Don't miss an exclusive pre-sale opportunity for both Super Bowl opening night presented by Fast Twitch and Super Bowl Experience presented by Lowe's at the Phoenix Convention Center. For a limited time, only use the code CARDINALS to unlock 57% off tickets at SuperBowl.com. Up next for the Arizona Cardinals, a trip to Denver to face a struggling Denver Broncos team with its own injury concerns. We'll look ahead to week 15, as we continue here on the Red Sea Report, presented by Seat Geek, your ticket to great seats here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: Chiefs rush four, Wilson in the pocket. Russ climbs up, buys some time, in trouble, Side sidesteps the defender. Russell inside the 10, Russell inside the 5, first and goal of Denver. No feet first slide there. And Russell Wilson's down. Yeah, Russ, Russ took a big hit. Oh, man, that was a big, big shot on the ground. Big, big head shot, Let's too. Let's hope he's okay.
2: At the moment, Russell Wilson in concussion protocol, leaving his availability very much in question for this week's game as the Broncos will host the Cardinals in week 15 that game kicks off at 2 5 pre-game coverage begins at 9 30 a.m. here on the Arizona Cardinals radio network as we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek your ticket to great seats looking ahead to that Broncos Cardinals matchup and reports coming out nationally that it is indeed Kyler Murray suffered a season-ending ACL injury Ian Rappaport Adam Schefter among others so while we wait for official confirmation from head coach Cliff Kingsbury later on this afternoon, it does appear, Drew, that we're going to look at potentially the battle of the backups, Colt McCoy against Brett Ripon in place of Russell Wilson.
4: I'll take our backup a thousand <laughs> times over their backup. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Colt's going to have a full week of preparation. That's why you make this move, is to have somebody in place that can steady everything and be able to go out there and put his imprint on it. He's played, you know, 5 games now as he started in the last 2 years that's correct yeah you know and he gives you a chance to go out there and win especially against a very good defense right he's going to be able to have both of these guys at his disposal he's going to be able to have a full week of practice I mean we all saw the hard knocks the attention to detail that he demands of everybody else around him is infectious those little things will not be able to be accepted throughout the course of the week in practice and who knows if they were before That is, that's not fair to compare that is but that was one thing I always tried to take into account when I stepped into that huddle and I let everybody else know around me I was not Carson Palmer. I was not Matthew Stafford. I was not anybody else but myself and I could not try to be somebody that I wasn't because authenticity matters in this league and Colt McCoy has everything you need and the makeup that you need to go out and win football games and all of these games are winnable and his approach of what he said at the podium last night is, hey, we got four games left, but the only one that matters is this next one, is exactly the mindset you need to have as a veteran. as You tell those guys, and the only thing you have control over is that day and the preparation getting ready for that game, because this is a very winnable game. Let's be realistic. Let's be honest of where we're at and what's going on. This is a football team that is struggling. They have not reached their expectations far below where everybody thought they would be. You need to go win a football game and have that mentality, and it starts today.
2: Colt will make his sixth start in the last two seasons for the Arizona Cardinals. This would be Brett Rippon's third career start. He started earlier this season, week seven, in a loss to the Jets. But this Broncos team, Kyle, three and ten, they've lost five in a row. They had huge expectations after the new head coach and the acquisition of Russell Wilson from the Seahawks. And it just has not looked good on either side.
3: Yeah, they were a part of the big uh, arms race in the AFC West in the in the off season and looked like one of the teams that would be competing for not only a division title but you know a, a deep run into the playoffs and things have not gone well. Russell Wilson um, has not had a, a typical Russell Wilson season; has not played well. Um, the offensive numbers, both passing and running the football, are not good. You know they've got a decent defense in Denver, but um, as Drew said you know, this is an opportunity for this team, this, the, this Arizona Cardinals team, if they don't beat themselves, should expect to go to Denver and win a game against what I see as an inferior opponent.
2: comes back to the details, something Antonio Hamilton discussed post-game with Paul Calvisi following the loss to the Patriots.
3: This is a hard game to play, you know,
4: one mistake here, one mistake there uh, in crucial moments uh, can cause us the game. It's the details that we miss from time to time. It's not an all the time thing. It's just at a, at a pivotal moment in the game that costs us the game. And so with that, we have to find a way to continue to be disciplined in those times and, and make the plays that we gotta make.
2: Find a way this week against the Denver Broncos, one of four more opportunities this team has. James Connor discussed that last night.
5: I'm not deflated and I only really can speak from my own perspective. And so I'm not deflated. Um, and I'm going to keep spreading the message to the guys to not be deflated because uh, there's no point in feeling that way. Obviously, you can have a bad taste in your mouth, but we still got football left, and that's a blessing.
2: By the way, James Conner said he got the wind knocked out of him. That's why he was laying on the Patriots' sideline for a period of time. Zach Allen spotted with a cast on his hand after he was hurt in the second half. Marco Wilson suffered a stinger in the first half. Some other injuries that we're paying attention to this week. A banged-up Cardinals team. It's a banged-up Broncos team. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton suffered a hamstring injury this past week. So we talk about a very winnable game, but it's also who's left to play this game, Kyle, when you look at the Cardinals and Broncos on Sunday.
3: Yeah, it's uh, you know not just two teams that haven't played up to expectations, it's two teams that have dealt with a tremendous amount of adversity. Um, but to a large degree, if you play in this league long enough, you're going to face adversity. You're going to have to find a way, when your back's against the wall, to fight your way out. And it's not just going to come from one or two or three individuals, it needs to come from everybody. Everybody from the head coach on down to, to the last player on the roster needs to find a way to contribute, needs to find a way to do the little things throughout the course of the week, whether it be extra film, um, catch some extra balls on the jug machine, um, just to do what you can do to help this team find a way to win this next game.
2: And going back to what you said, Drew, when you look at the quarterback matchup, yeah, Colt greater than Brett.
3: Yes. it's <laughs> good analysis.
2: The experience alone says that. Of course, that all looks good on paper, what happens when these teams meet on the field on Sunday at 2.05 in Denver, and we'll talk about it in one week's time here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report presented by SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Special thanks to those behind the scenes, our executive producer, Jim Almahundro, technical director, Zach Larson, Rakav Andenbosch, Drew Stanton, I'm Craig Riolu. This is the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.